The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon, who is right across the table there. Hello, lovely Sharon. Hello, everyone. I'm Joel Mahalik, and welcome to another exciting week. You kind of surprised, <laughs> as usual, you surprised me. Because, because I have that boisterous voice? No, because uh, we were getting all set up here, adjusting microphones, and... Um, I turned on my iPad and... And you're right, we were... And we were just doing our thing we and were then ready, all of a right. sudden... I was ready. You were ready <laughs> and, well, here I am caught with my shorts down. There you go. You look good with your shorts <laughs> down, by the way. Shh. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, welcome to, the, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, the broadcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, let's get our the radio show, yes, man. Yes, our radio program. Yeah. Uh, getting the business out of the way. You can find us on the World Wide Web at www.jmtalk.net. Subscribe to the show. Share. <coughs> listen freely if you want. We have a 24-7 stream station running there as well. Uh, the news, the blog, all those things. Also, we're on Facebook at JM Talk. And when you're, when you're stopping by Facebook, look for a new thingy I'm doing with the cell phone video called Three-ish Minutes with Joel Mahalik. Trying yeah. to do that each week, um, so check that out. That was pretty cool when you showed me what you did. I was actually like, "Wow!" Well, it's all about but content, isn't it? I, that, that, that's yeah, what they tell is. us. It is, and and you just wowed me as you always do. I try to wow you every day. You do every single day. <laughs> so every <laughs> single day. We're also <laughs> located at Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Um, so I do want to give a shout out. Thanks for all the positive feedback. The last week's show, we are getting such immense feedback about last week's Wombat of the Week. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I have to tell you, if you think that, first of all, if you don't listen to the show, show every week, then you should know, if you don't already, that we get the best quality idiots Absolutely. out of the news. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know where you find them, but half of them get donated. you find them. Half, and, half yeah. get donated, and the other half I do find. And by you, I mean the collective you, not just you, you. My collective. I'm Batman. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so all I can really say is, oh, sorry, I hit the mic again, is stay tuned. Because they just keep getting wilder. It surprises me, in fact. The Like, you didn't see this back in the day. Like, this was really rare, weird news when you saw something like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You know, back in the day. But now... Nowadays, it's we're common s- We're news. swimming in it. It's, yeah. We are backstroking in idiots. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's that's a, the best way listen, to put it. It's an idiot. It's a, a idiots. It's a sea of idiots. It is literally idiocy. <laughs> I just came you up with You are that. just so <laughs> hilarious. 
<laughs> right? I'm hot tonight, baby. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's talk about the coronavirus. Okay. The Kung Flu? Yeah, the Kung, or a.k.a. the Kung Flu. So let's talk about that because, uh, you know, I, you know, I, you know, and many of our listeners probably know, and especially if you listen to the last show or the previous uh, program. Sure, before that. No, the previous the program. The, the Behind the Mic show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, the old yeah, show. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't discuss politics anymore. And no. when, when, when people say why, I put it very simply. I used to have an elaborate discussion about that. Right. But very simply, you can't have a rational political discussion in this country anymore. No, and that's sad. And, and, but it's the simplest way I can put as the reason why I don't and do they, it anymore. You know, they always say in the office, you never talk about three things. Politics, religion, and cats. And cats, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, what, what was your third item? I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean know, to cut it off I, like that. Y- thankfully, you put cats in there because I couldn't think of what the third one was. I'm in your head because I'm Batman. Now, <laughs> you're in my head because you live there. You dwell in there. Okay, so I don't do that. I don't do politics anymore. Um, I used to, and, you know. Yeah, but you already said that, so move on. Yes. Thank you for telling me that. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> taking my, I'm starting to take my clothes off because it's so hot in here with you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anyway. Thank goodness there's no cameras. <laughs> so, there was a there was a post on Facebook, and it very simply... Um, it was about the CDC. If you haven't seen it this week, a big news story. This, uh, every major news outlet carried it over a two-day period. The CDC uh, warns that it is inevitable that the coronavirus will become a pandemic in the United States. Well, in the world. But the pandemic C- usually includes the entire world. Right, but the CDC will only speak on behalf of the United States because they're a right. United States well, organization. Okay, you're right. So they so and what happened and uh, you know I, I I know you probably don't know the answer so it's sort of rhetorical because you're here and I have to talk to you. Okay. But wait, what? No, so what happened? You don't have to talk to me, you oh, know. Oh, I do. I have to talk to you. <laughs> what happened after that announcement across all major me- all major media networks in the two days? The Dow plummeted. Yes, the Dow plummeted. The fear Fear-mongering. Oh, my God. I was, that word was in my head, but I didn't want to use it. So, the, so there was a post, and somebody had posted this story about the CDC, and then somebody made a short comment to it said, it's the media's fault. That was a comment that was made. What? And, well, because the story was in relation to the drop in the, the stocks. Right. So I agreed with it. I said, absolutely. I said, you know, I said, look what happens the minute this um, pan- the, the, the fear of pandemic comes out and then the stocks plummet. There's no better way to have the stock market take a dive than for negative news like that. Because everybody yeah. starts, you know, their confidence is down. It, it blows exactly, the confidence. Exactly, exactly. And that's what... Oh, I keep hitting drives the, the Dow to plummet. Right. right. Yeah. So absolutely. And then, like, of course, you know, um, there were one or two comments that, and I, that that were really terrible that turned it into a Trump thing, and I didn't even bother replying I, again you because no, that's just idiocy <laughs> right there. Come yeah. on. I mean, look, 
that's not, the... not everyone's going to like him, but listen, everything cannot be the pre- the president's fault. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I didn't bother replying again because, and, and the person that posted that ended it with, with a sarcastic, oh, your intelligence is showing now. No, your lack of intelligence is showing, and I, so I didn't want right. to get. So I promptly, you know, click leave the conversation. I don't want to yeah, hear about this spreading. Exactly. Because if exactly. you don't, you keep getting notifications when people post. Exactly. And I'm like, I can't be bothered with that. If you again, you don't want to have a rational conversation, then don't. Here's my take on it, if I may. Sure. I have how no does the CDC or anybody <laughs> or anybody how can they make a prediction that it's going? to happen inevitably this is the fifth or sixth major virus in the 21st century that was supposed right. to wipe out mankind <laughs> okay right. uh, the bird flu the avian flu the right. h1n1 the sars virus all right. these things right. were going to kill the entire population of exactly. the planet and we're going to take it and we're Washington. still here <laughs> so i'm not saying it's not going to happen anything can happen anything can happen but here's the thing a if, meteor could hit us right, right now if you read about this virus, then you get some warning thing. You get some things you want to... Sure, sure. And the bottom line here with this virus is if you follow some basic hygiene... Like you wash should, your hands. Yeah, wash your hands, you your filthy body. pigs. <laughs> then you should be okay. You should generally speak right. and be okay. I'm not saying right. you won't get infected. Right. But for any organization... Exactly. To to spread fear mongering through the national media. Say, how do you like? I sit here and go, how do you know? Another news story came out. I'm sorry, I saw your mouth open. I didn't mean to cut you off, but another news story came out this morning um, that said that this town in Arizona or the state of Arizona is getting ready to, I think, declare a state of emergency because they are expecting community outbreaks. What of the coronavirus any day now? Are you shipping it? Are you going to go up in a helicopter and like explode this all over the communities? How do you know that? I don't that? get it. I don't get that. So to the people of Arizona, wash your GD hands. Right. And keep your hands away from your face. Right? right? And away from the coronavirus. Right. Now, Like if you see the coronavirus, just don't say, oh, coronavirus, let me touch you. No. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's one other thing with the coronavirus I wanted to mention. The makers of Corona beer. This is not a joke. Let me, let, and you're already laughing because you think it's going to be a joke. Okay. Their stocks have plummeted to the basement since the coronavirus news hit. Okay. Because, let me tell you why, and then you, well, you're going to love for this. for obvious reasons. You're going to love this. Okay. Because in a poll, 38% of Americans polled refused to buy the coronavirus because of this outbreak. I mean, uh, the, the corona, corona beer. beer. Right. Because of the coronavirus mean. outbreak. So guess what? That means that there's third, a guaranteed for you and me, Sharon, for you and me and okay. the Joel Mahalik show, a guaranteed 38% of the populace that will still wind up being on our Wombat of the Week segment. Wow. So that sounds like there's plenty of wombats coming. Uh, You're not going to buy a beer because... Because it has the same name right. as a virus. Guess what? Corona beer has been around a lot longer than people in China eating rats. Right. So, you know, 
Yeah, where mice or hens I, I or just, geckos, I don't know what it is. But they, like a neuter mm. dog, I just don't get it. I hear it. you. I hear I you. I just don't get it. You know, in fact, alcohol, wouldn't that, don't they say drink alcohol to wipe out yeah. colds and virus? I mean, you'll want to be drinking Corona beer. Well, that's that's a hot toddy and nothing even akin to the Corona beer. So there's a lot of really <laughs> great memes out there this week since this happened of Corona beers being on a shelf with other beers and all the other beers have uh, medical masks wrapped around. Oh my God. <laughs> or I was thinking, okay, so you have this lonely Corona beer and then like away from the Corona beer, the other beers are surrounding it, giving it some, <laughs> some wide berth there. That's what I pictured in my head when you said that. <laughs> right. So the bottom line is you just have to be careful of what you're doing you know, you just have to take like in this during this season in the winter time. I always exercise more caution with washing my hands, sanitizing things like that, especially right. you know in the workplace. Yeah. But even still, you know what I mean. I get into a stronger habit during the winter months. So sure, maybe I stepped it up a little more. Right. Be- you know, because of this news, but right. and that's what everyone should do. I find it really insane that so many people. Okay, won't buy a beer because it's named after the same thing. And right. I can't believe that there are when people... in fact, all they need to do is wash their damn hands. Right. And I, I wash your hands uh, properly, which is 20 seconds, lather, blah, blah, blah. Sing happy birthday. And the other thing is they say to make sure you keep your hands away from your face, mouth, eyes, ears, nose. Well, not ears, but nose. All these places where, you know, you, if you have it on your hands, you can snort it up into your membranes. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was. If we didn't have, it's a shame we're not on Facebook it, Live. Yeah, because you, you, everything I was talking about, you demonstrated. You were doing. I. <laughs> you weren't doing. I was doing. I said everything Touching I was saying. Face, you were demonstrating. My ears, my throat, my nose, my eyes, <laughs> so, my mouth. So exercising <laughs> some uh, some typical hygiene, you know, could be that difference. I mean, obviously, if but doesn't it make everything else scary? Like I think of things like. Eating fast food or eating at a restaurant. What if someone in the kitchen is infected? Right. And they, oh, I don't want to miss hours because, you know, I don't get paid enough. You know, another problem in this country. Yeah, exactly. But then, so they're at work because they can't afford not to be at work. And And spread the the virus through food contact. Right. I mean, I I think of these things. That's a scary thought. It really is. But I think of these things. I really do. Well, you're just wacko. I'm, maybe I got too much time on my hands. I don't know. I can't say that you do. However, <laughs> so, well, but I I just think that if I that, think you should be the one bet of the week. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't even come close. But I think if everybody exercises some sort of hygiene and practices instead of buying into what this fear mongering is doing, I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not saying that the paper. That the news is not is not worthy. I but I don't believe that they should be spinning it in such a way that means that we're just all going to die next week because they've done this five times before, right. and it hasn't happened. Right. So just exercise some good hygiene. There you go. So and don't buy the beer. No, I'm just kidding about that. You know what though? I do love Corona beer, and yeah, if the right. stocks light, you know. plummeted. Maybe we should. It's a good time to invest. buy beer. No, buy stocks. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, before we go to break, another quick thing. Um, so 
if you've been paying attention, okay, uh, to Kesha or say Miley Cyrus, you might have noticed their hairdos. Well, the mullet is making a comeback. Oh my goodness, that was the worst hairdo ever. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how uh, one or two celebrities can do something like that and, and all of a sudden it's a everybody fad? Everybody else does it. Does, you know what that says about people? <laughs> that They're was sheep. the worst hairdo ever. Come on. <laughs> They're sheep. I would do a Bob. I would do a Dorothy Hamill. What the hell is a Bob? Um, well, it's not a George. <laughs> it's a Bob. No, it's a certain kind of haircut. And I mentioned Dorothy Hamill. Back in the 70s, her hairstyle was the big thing. What would you call hers? Because I'm picturing, I remember. It was like a bob. Okay, so she was yeah. wearing bob on her head. Well, kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So according to hairstylist Vincent Minchelli, he says that because of these uh, couple of, uh, um, yeah. uh, what do you call them, celebrities? Is that what they're called? Yeah. <laughs> celebrities. Well, okay. Because they were sporting the do. Suddenly, everybody, other stars and celebrities and even regular people, too, are now piling into hairdressing shops, and they all want their hair cut oh. into a mullet. I, you couldn't pay me enough to get a mullet. <laughs> I had a you feeling this was going to come back. pay me enough. It came back because of Joe Dirt. <laughs> it's oh all my Joe God. Dirt's fault. You got a staple of wig on your head. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I never... Had a mullet haircut. I've no, I knew. I knew I people that never, did. No. Are you sure you never had a mullet never, haircut? Never. I think we should go through your pictures of your. You childhood. can absolutely. I <laughs> uh, no. Did any of your brothers have mullets? No. Really? Mm-mm. We had bowl cuts. No, my they they had their head shaved in the did they really? summer. And, oh no, yeah. we were just always a bowl cut. Put the bowl on the head and just yeah. cut the scissors around the bowl. You're done. Have a good day. Nope. <laughs> no mullets in our house. I, maybe it was supposed to be a Beatles cut, but it didn't work out that way. It really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you really have a bowl cut? We had bowl cuts. <laughs> That's what we had. <laughs> Which may lend to the reason why I've, I have no style these days. So now I keep it cropped with the razor, you know, to half an inch. Oh my god! <laughs> because I I have no style wow. now. It's probably resonated from my childhood of not having a style back then in my childhood. Wow! Yeah, it was just there. New a person <laughs> in Washington State first in the U.S. to die from new virus. Mm. Well, wow. there you go. The, the pandemic has started here. All right, we're going to get out of here, take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we have more. Plus, later on on the program, uh, a new Wombat of the Week. And after last week, everyone's excited now. What's it going to be? Right? What's it going to be? Wait. A new Wombat <laughs> of the Week. Wombat. We're honoring a another set of heroes. And if time permits later on, one last thing. So uh, watch out for that. We'll All be right. right back after this quick Break. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojanate called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue, and you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? 
PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back, folks, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for sticking with us. We are back and uh, with some more things to talk about. I keep smacking my microphone. This whole show you've been smacking your microphone. I know. I know. Like, I want it in a certain proximity, and <laughs> so <laughs> this time my chest hit it. <laughs> my chest hit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you know why my chest hit it? Because I'm Batman. Oh. Um, okay, so, uh, yes, welcome back to the program. Don't forget, coming up later on, Wombat of the Week, Honor Thy Heroes, awesome stuff, all coming your way pretty soon on this show. On right this here. show. So, okay, so I just, during a break, I sent you over a picture to your desktop. Right, and I got it, and, <laughs> and so let's wow, talk, come on let's now. Let's talk about the internet's... Uh, going wild over these inflatable latex trousers, Trousers. and uh, I'm sorry. I so we're looking at the picture, and uh, it's men. Seems to be all men. I hope they're men, and they look like they have (laughs) elephantitis of the scrotal area, don't they? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's more along the calves and the thighs, but (laughs) wow, this is. I mean, parachute pants back in the '80s, they were. You know, they were a thing, and these take that up 20,000 notches because you can inflate these latex pants. Yeah. Latex people. It, it, it's the world of fashion we never knew we needed. Wow. <laughs> like, latex alone, that's just going to make your legs and body sweat like like crazy. you say knees and calves and i say scrotum and no because scrotum implies that it's in the front but it's not it's uh, on the sides i can't properly i can't properly explain calves. this I, there'll be a picture of it obviously posted okay yeah so <laughs> because i cannot here let's take a vote okay people out there when you look at this picture do you think it's of their scrotum or their thighs and calves. Okay. Let's see who's right. Of course, you know it'll be me. <laughs> I, I mean, however, I don't you know, even know what I'm looking at. There's a slight off chance that Joel Mahalik will be right. <laughs> and that chance is super, super slim. I'm looking to see if there's even a name for this. Um,. <sighs> If you're wondering how these trousers get their perfectly proportioned inflation, I don't think it's perfectly proportioned at all. I think it's perfectly stupid. But anyway, <laughs> it's by way of seven millimeter wide inflation valves at the bottom. Wow. Wow. Okay. The designer created these trousers to play with how silhouettes look from different angles. Um, so the designer said, I got the idea when I was playing with my dog and I started thinking about how to, how exaggerated objects must look from such a low angle. What? 
Um, how much? How much cannabis was he smoking? Oh my god! Get out of my head! Only I wasn't thinking cannabis. When he, I was thinking weed, pot. <laughs> I mean, how crack. much? How much was he smoking when he came up with this wow. idea? Playing with his dog. Wow, and that also leads to a question of what was he doing with his dog? Right. Come on. So <clears throat> wow, this is nuts. So one way to um, to call them is they're being likened to an exaggerated version of harem pants. Yeah, isn't a harem I mean, like a belly dancer? Yeah, but they, yeah, but and I can see that, and that was one of my first thoughts when I saw it, especially the first man <clears throat> wearing, you know that thing on their head what is that the hat no <laughs> no silly i don't know a beanie cap no the turban the turban That's okay it. all right he's wearing a turban well, and yeah one fan of the pants said they're so gorgeous and the work that went into them makes the different forms so impressive wow that must have been a <laughs> You know, the guy who invented them. No, no, it wasn't, when, that wasn't the inventor. <laughs> no, but come on. The inventor could make up another name. Yeah, and, that's true. And say, hey, look how awesome these pants are. Well, if you're sitting there. Wow, that sounds too realistic. You can be anyone you want. <laughs> <laughs> that is too realistic. Anyway. Okay, so the first guy with the turban. His pants are all white, so it makes his legs appear to be... Stupid. No. What? In the fall, those gourds, the white gourds. White gourds. Yeah. What so is that? I'm sorry. I, uh, explain I'm to me pretend. like I'm five. Like I'm five. Okay. So if you're five, okay. So there's these things, you know, the pumpkins, okay? But this in the same family. They're called gourds, okay? And they're shaped like this, okay? So. Uh, that's, that's what they're really called. Yeah. Thank you, Mommy. Pizza in it. Wow. <laughs> God, do you want to finish explaining the picture? So, or you want to just leave it to uh, the folks at home to. Okay, so the folks at home. You look can, at this garb. Yeah, go ahead. Look at the picture. And tell me by a vote who is correct. Is it me with the thighs and the calves, or is it Joel with the testicles? The coconuts. The <laughs> coconuts, as he puts it. So I want to know your opinion. Uh, they, the, the inventor calls this his celebration of 20 years of postgraduate fashion courses. At wow. university, if that's what he learned in twenty years of postgraduate, oh my god! Really? For- <laughs> he seriously was smoking crack throughout that whole time. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Wow. Um. So it, th- that goes in line with some of the Christmas fashion stuff I was finding. I mean, I, I apparently have an eye for fa- <laughs> for fashion. Really? To find this stuff, I do. Wow. Well. If that's the case, how come I have to lay out your outfit every day? No, you don't. That's the problem. That's why I no. look the way I do, because mm-hmm. I just grab stuff and put it on. Okay, so I used to lay out your if outfit you laid every your, day? If you laid my outfit out for me, I'd actually match. 
No, you you do match because when you don't match, I let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth, peeps. When he doesn't match, I really do. And how how many women out there let their man know, hey, you really look stupid. You don't match. <laughs> okay. Let's move on, shall we? Okay. From the fashion police. I was having fun with that. <laughs> um, and so there's apparently this new thing that I that got past us because I didn't know about this. Scrapple fries. What? Yeah. Not, you know, it, it, it's not. And you would think that living in the Philadelphia area, we would hear about this right away. Right. Do you have the Kung Flu? You keep rubbing your eye. No. Because if you do, I want you to sit at another table. No, I have... <laughs> now you're um, rubbing both eyes. Allergies. Now you're pulling your eyeball out of your head. What are you doing? Yo, stop, stop. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at you. So anyway, uh, the Scrapple Fries are basically... You know how you... Sl- <laughs> hey, thing, stop. <laughs> you know how you slice the Scrapple and you fry it, right? Or you're on a grill? Correct. Correct. All they're doing is slicing it, and then they're cutting those into, say you take a slice the and then cut strips, that into four okay. or five strips, yeah. and then doing the same thing. Then they put them on the griddle. That's really all they are. Do they is put they, them on the griddle, or do they deep fry them? I would think if you're doing something like that, you're going to deep fry them, because otherwise they break apart. If you're doing it on the griddle, uh, because they're thinner. I know, when I first started making scrapple oh my do you remember this my scrapple was always broken up and into clumps and yeah yeah it was it was not a pretty sight you know uh you have a good point then you know the story doesn't mention it but then when i look at it yeah they do look like they might be deep fried look oh yeah they're deep yeah, fried deep fried and this yeah. in this one place in delco i'm sorry i forgot that we're a global yeah. show yeah delaware county pennsylvania delco it delco refers to that location uh correct so this coffee state coffee station in morton um sells them with a side of sriracha 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 oh my god sriracha oh my god people please help me <laughs> Well, I mean, I could see you would order them and get a side of maple syrup, you crazy oh, loon. I know. Who puts maple syrup? ruins them scrapple with Yum. Maple syrup. Who out there ruins their scrapple with maple syrup or who eats it as it should be? Plain and crispy. You know. Criminals are history. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just blurted things out today, aren't I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of scary. I can do that because I'm Batman. No, you're not Batman. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Scrapple Fries. Scrapple Fries. I would try them. I would. You know what I'm wondering now that we've been, uh, we had this air fryer. Folks, we have this air fryer now, and it's pretty decent. We we, we cooked a few we things. We love it. What would happen? Rather, if, I love it. What would happen if you sliced your Scrapple and sat it on the tray in the air fryer and air fried it? Do you think it would mm. come out as good? Oh, yeah. Do you really? I do. I, no, no, I'm not saying that to be funny. I really do. I just wonder sometimes what you do And it would be healthier because you're not frying it in oil and Well, back up, you don't like fry it in oil, oil anyway. It generates its own grease. I know, but those apparently you do. Right. What if you put them in an air fryer with some nem-nems? <gasps> nem-nems <laughs> in the air fryer? 
That would be a one hell of a mess to clean up. <laughs> Ew, somebody, wow. Oh, go, Molly. Molly let one go in a studio. Whoa, you can't smell that? No, I do now, thank you. Whoa. Thank you, Molly. Molly, we love you. Look, she didn't even move a peep when it right. happens. Not even a hair when she went. <laughs> <laughs> How does that go again? <laughs> We're really not smoking anything here, folks. This is just the way it goes sometimes on the program. Oh, my goodness. Silent mm. but deadly. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. That's wow. her. Mm. So, um, anyway, yeah, so it looks to be they don't even mention it and it, they show you all the prep pictures on this story Sharon but they don't get to the point where I mean the finished product does look like it's deep fried you know um, but I mean yeah like when you cook Scrapple it, it, it makes its own grease a little it bit does, I mean, and it crisps up and so right. this to me seems like it would be unhealthy to go deep deep frying it well you would think you know absolutely but the best part is, okay, mm-hmm. you can book a Sensi party with me. Wow! If you go through Facebook, just PM me, Facebook me, whatever you whatever you call it, and book a party with Sensi. There you go. Yeah, there's your your little PSA. PBA. PBA. PBJ. PNA. PNA. <laughs> I don't know. But really, Scentsy products are awesome. So, um there was a story that came out um and I think it was a rent uh, a rent show. I think it was originally featured on Etsy, but there's this family that created a uh, I don't want to really call it a neighborhood. I guess they owned a, a, a quite a bit of piece, piece of property. And they built a group of uh, uh, tiny, like a village, maybe a small village of tiny houses. Okay. Okay, they had they had a lot of kids. And so what they did is basically all the kids had their own little tiny house on the property. Okay. Doesn't that sound cool? No. Why? Because you're making me think of the movie Downsizing. Because I said tiny houses? Yes. I don't mean tiny houses tiny, like... Tiny, like six inches high. No, I'm talking about small... You I, know what I mean I by this, the, the small house mean, revolution. But that's the first thing I thought of when you said that. That's a weird... A village. That's a weird thought to have, though. What? If, you, if you've ever seen the movie Downsizing, which I know you have... I have. Um, the movie's about the scientist who has... <clears throat> patented the process of shrinking people down to six inches tall. So they could control? Control um, pollution, control the, the amount the, of the carbon refuge that, right. that we leave on the earth, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but you saying that made me think of that, so... <laughs> <laughs> Not the tiny houses like you see on, you know, the TLC channel right. or whatever. So basically, the kids live in their ha- their little houses part time. Here's a here's a picture if you want to look at it. Yeah. Of the little village. Oh well. Yeah, that's the main house where the parents live, and then okay. you have the children all have houses, and it's and, pretty neat. And how old are the children? Uh, they're all teenagers. Oh, okay. They're all teenagers. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the author, so like you don't kick a ten-year-old out and put him in his own little tiny house, right? But I mean, the author su- suggests that they would have given their left kidney 
to have their own little part-time house to live in as a teenager, you know, next to the main right? house. Right? You know? Imagine as a teenager living in your own house. Your own little house. Your own the little first house thing I thought, away from your parents. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was, remember the HBO series Big Love? Yeah. <laughs> they had like oh four houses God, yeah, all right? connected through the backyard, but <laughs> in the front, you, ne- you never knew that you it was like- You never knew that they were all you know, connected. Four wives yeah. and a husband and four different families right. or one exactly. big family with all different, holy crap. Right. Holy crap. <laughs> so That's funny. Yeah, interesting, you know. Um, right. Just flying through the pictures here. It looks like it's looks like really interesting. What do you mean check the time? Check the time. She wants me man. to check the time of the show so I don't go over. Right. Well, we have three minutes. I'm going to make you do them. What do you got? What do I got? What do you got? I got an Apple Watch. That's what I got. And it tells me when to breathe. When to get up, when can to I, move. Can I in- interrupt? Oh, is, I'm sorry. Is Apple paying us for you to advertise that? No, but I love this thing. It really does. It, it tracks my movements. It tracks my walking. It tracks my breathing, my heart rate, my blood pressure, everything. So if that watch starts making a bunch of noise, I should be concerned about you? Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. you just... Hey, I had to do something on the fly. You were making me you on talk spot about you're something like, for three minutes. Because your point you're watching telling me to check the time. I had a pretty general idea of what the time was. No, you didn't. No, you you're right. No I, idea. I had no idea. That's right. <laughs> so what? I can have no idea. <laughs> so anyway. Um, Back to the, are we done with so, the pants? No, we're on the tiny houses. We're, we're through that it. too. Yeah. Now I'm about to close out the segment. But you said to me today that... Um, Starting, you didn't actually say when. I'm assuming next week that you're gonna hang out on for the whole show. Yeah, like because because you're I tired of hearing thinking, how awesome these wombats of the weeks are. I know, and not having any input on them. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah, we'll look forward I'm to that. Thinking, then. Yeah, I'm thinking I might just, you know, I won't stay hold you to next week. And I, I I won't hold you to to next week in case because I know. You have to fully engage a decision before you fully engage it. I, you know, <laughs> I do because I'll tell you right now I'm going to do it, and then the, when the moment comes, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm too afraid to. Well, I don't think this is a fear thing. No, you're right. <laughs> it's a anyway. lazy thing. <laughs> all right. Well, all right then. Well, for all now, then. I guess, um, I guess you're leaving us then. I am. All right. I am leaving you. Well, Sharon's saying goodbye. And uh, when I come back, we have a really good Honor Thy Heroes segment this week, as well as a um, a, a very stupid Wombat of the Week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so all that plus one last thing coming up on the other side of this. Don't go anywhere. Are you going to say goodbye, Sharon? Goodbye, Sharon. There you go. I'll be back after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? 
Welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, Sharon is off and running, doing her thing. Here we are. We're in the final stretch, the third segment of the show. Thanks for sticking with us. We're glad you're here. So, uh, a couple of things we want to get accomplished in this part of the show. We have a new Wombat of the Week. We have a new set of heroes. And the, the, so the key word there is set. So we have a new group of... I'll put it this way. To keep you on edge, we have a new gang of heroes. Uh, on Honor Thy Heroes, also in this segment, and if time permits, and I hope it does, one last thing, because I have to talk to you about one last thing. But let me tell you something, folks, in case you're a new listener to the show. If we don't get to do one last thing on the air, I do typically, I've been known to then publish a one last thing video on the Facebook page. So, um, just so you know, if time runs out in the segment, that's how I handle still getting that one last thing to you, which is just a little tidbit to say goodbye to the show with or some helpful information or who knows what, but there you have it. So that's the lineup for the rest of the show here. Thanks for sitting in and let's get going with, uh, we usually start off with our Wombat of the Week. Now, if you want to get involved with the Wombat of the Week, and I know you all do. Here's how you do it. All you have to do is send us a news story of stupid people doing stupid things that makes the news. Send us the link to the news story to joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. And also you can stop by our Facebook at JM Talk and drop us a DM or PM or an AM or an AM and a PM, whatever they call it. And you can drop it in there as well. The message gets to us just as fast, if not faster. And that's how you get to play along. Now, don't be concerned if you send me a story and it doesn't get right on the air the first or second week. Sometimes we are backlogged. But let's turn our direction to this week's story of the Wombat of the Week. So this one is about an Irish drug dealer who learned the hard way that what every Bitcoin investor knows, never lose your codes. So when you have Bitcoin deposited in uh, banks that take Bitcoin, I don't know, but uh, you have codes. You have these codes... Um, which allows you to access, you know, your money. So Clifton Collins, who's a former security guard and a beekeeper who turned weed grower and dealer, lost $60 million. Let me say that for you again, uh, like Dr. Evil. $60 million uh, when his landlord cleaned out the house he'd been renting and sent everything to the dump, including Collins' fishing rod case that hid his Bitcoin codes. Without the codes, the accounts can't be accessed. According to the Irish Times, Collins bought most of the Bitcoin in late 2011 and early 2012 using cash that he made growing crops of cannabis. In early 2017, he had just over 6,000 Bitcoin in one account, but he feared it may be too easy for a hacker to access. Imagine having untraceable Bitcoin and being concerned that a hacker might take your your, uh, untraceable money. Anyway, he decided to spread his wealth across 12 new accounts, then printed out the codes for the 12 accounts onto a piece of paper. He then hid the paper inside the aluminum cap of his case, containing his rod, which he kept at his rented home in Farnot, uh Galloway. There's words in between that, but I'm not Irish, so I'm not going to attempt them. It all went south for Collins when he was arrested in 2017 for cannabis possession and sentenced to five years in prison. His house was broken into, and shortly thereafter, his landlord sent his belongings, including a fly fishing case, to the dump. 
According to dump employees, they recall seeing the fishing gear, but the garbage was soon cleared and sent to either Germany or China, where it's incinerated. So here's, this is even bigger. The Criminal Assets Bureau confiscated the 12 accounts, but they can't access them either because no one has the codes. The codes were presumably burned up in China or Germany. So imagine, imagine if you will, losing $60 million because of something like that. Now, I know that the old adage, don't write your passwords down on a piece of paper. And that's basically what the codes are, right? They're basically passwords to get to your Bitcoin money. And now he he doesn't have it. So he's, he's, still ser- he's still serving time in jail. And he says that he considers it punishment for his own stupidity of his crimes and what he was doing. Mm. That's very interesting because, let me tell you, if I lost $60 million that way, um, I think the first thing out of my mouth will be, or something to that effect. I'd be a little more angry. But um, So there is a lesson to be learned here. Be careful where you put your passwords for your most important things. Um, so, I don't know. Um, so, I'm not going to say I feel bad for him because of the method in which he made this fortune. So, um, and at least he's being, at least he owns it because he could be being smug about it. And it's like, dude, you earned it selling drugs, which you were growing. And then you hid all the money that you made into Bitcoin, which is untraceable money. So I, I, I can't say I feel bad for him. I feel I'm okay enough with it to allow him to wear the crown of Wombat of the week. So, uh, Clifton Collins, if you happen to hear from about this, um, you are the Wombat of the Week recipient. And uh, hopefully you'll turn a better leaf and um, things will be okay for you when you get out. So there's your Wombat of the Week. As I said, just donate the story by getting it to us in the email or across Facebook or her, however you would like to handle that. That's all you need to do. Uh, now, in kind, uh, when we do the Honor Thy Heroes segment, it's typically done, uh, your participation, okay, your participation in this is very similar. Um, we're looking for, and this is harder to find, as you heard earlier on the show when I said we're swimming in a sea of idiots, um, it is much harder to find uh, stories of everyday people doing extraordinary things going above and beyond for the common man or woman. And we want, when they stand out even a little bit in a community new, community newspaper, we want to stand them out all over the place. And I need you to do that. Sharon and I need you to do that. We need you to do the same thing. You find a news story of someone just going above and beyond, send it to us. We are fortunate that we're about two to three stories backlogged on this so which is good um but we usually have a bigger backlog on the other stuff which is sad so you can send it to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com also on facebook send us a dm at at jam talk and let us know because we will we'll put them on the pedestal where they belong for what they do um so that is how that works now i said earlier we had a gang of heroes and I was not kidding about that. I want to talk to you about. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about a gang of bikers. 
Okay, and this is uh, a gang of bikers that, I mean, when you think of a gang of bikers, you might think Hells Angels, you might think of uh, I don't know, the Pagans, you know, uh, when I was a kid, the Pagans had a chapter in, where, in the city I grew up in, and it was very scary when they came out and were doing their rallies for whatever, you know, you got these big burly men with their leather jackets and, you know, scruffy faces, and they just, they, they look like trouble, right? Well... I want to talk to you about uh, the uh, BACA, the Bikers Against Child Abuse, and the organization that exists for the sole purpose of keeping kids safe. It's a nonprofit organization. It was started over 20 years ago by John Paul Lilly, who is simply known within BACA as Chief. And he saw a need for abused children to heal through regaining the insurmountable confidence that it takes to just be a kid again after going through you know something so hellacious. That they've gone through. So um, John knew that this was something that can only be accomplished through making abused children feel safe again, to make them feel good again. And he organized a band of bikers to step up and do exactly that by forming an unbreakable pact with these children. This is a global nonprofit organization. This is global. Okay, so members of BACA, they start by riding out for a formal meeting with each kid that decides to become part of the BAC family. If that child is living in fear of abuse and is scared to leave the home or schools, parents or guardians can arrange to have the child meet and become a part of the protected pack. And then the bikers will ride out to the home or the school or wherever is needed to introduce themselves, um, let the child know that they're safe, let people around them know that they're there for the child. And the child, you know, they present the child with their own biker jacket. It's got a BACA patch sewn onto it. So everyone knows that they're members of this family that looks out for them. Okay? And then each child is assigned to primaries and given the numbers that the child needs to call 24-7 whenever they need their biker brothers. Okay? And then they also get, they do photo ops so the child knows has pictures of his biker brothers, um, and then that's all called level one. Okay, this gang calls that level one intervention, making them a member, getting them comfortable, letting them know that they can be comfortable doing whatever they want to do. Level two takes place if their level one efforts aren't enough, and that level involves a much heavier uh, presence, where BACA members around the child's home and places they frequent, they will show up everywhere. They'll also do awareness rides throughout the community, heightening people's awareness of abusers in the area. Uh, They will have a constant presence at times when the family is most open to abuse, and they will even contact law enforcement and give them information on suspicious activity. Now, this gang goes a step further. Let me tell you something. If the child has to go to court to face their accuser, you know how daunting that can be. Well, this gang will pull members together from several chapters to fill the courtroom with the BACA presence so that child knows that his brothers are there and they don't have to feel intimidated when they face their accuser in court. This is awesome stuff. This is amazing stuff. And this came across our desk uh, uh, last week. Had to get it on here because this is what heroes do. Last week we talked about bullying Okay, and now this week, you know, abuse against children. This is what, these are what all these heroes look like. 
And if if John Paul Lilly is listening to this podcast, I would suggest one more thing after the accuser is sentenced. Maybe the biker gang can escort him to jail. You know what I mean? I mean, just be like, listen, judge, we got it. It's okay. Who'll arrive in one piece? One piece here, one piece there, one piece way over there. You know what I mean? It's okay. He'll get there. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, and I'm not. But anyway, um, but not, not, to, not, not to stray from the point. My point is that these guys are the, they are the shiz to use a more contemporary word that doesn't is not marked by the FCC. And one of the BAC mottos hits home in a very simple sentence. No child deserves to live in fear. And because this nonprofit has chapters all over the world, far fewer children will have to. No child deserves to live in fear. So... Uh, uh, This is just amazing. Bikers Against Child Abuse, B-A-C-A. Look them up, see what they do, because I'm telling you right now, they have earned every bit of the crown of Honor Thy Heroes this week on the show. And as I always say, and this is no different, I thank them for their service to the communities and to the children that they're helping to take care of in need. So thank you very much. That is your Honor Thy Heroes recipient of the week. Please don't forget to get us those stories. Radio at gmail.com is the email address to send them to. And uh, with that, we go into one last thing. Uh, many of you know that by day, when I'm not on the radio, I'm a uh, IT director, technology director, and consultant. And um, so I always try to talk about important technology things if and when I can. And that means sometimes I take advantage of one last thing to tell you about something really, really important. Well, this past week, uh, as you know, if you know me, I preach a lot about spam and phishing emails. Now, it only takes one mistake with an email to unleash hell on earth, right? So... This past week, um, uh, you know, uh, an admin for you know, I why did I not bring the why did I not bring her name with me? The lady from Shark Tank, um, I think she's a judge on Shark Tank, and I wanted to bring her up. I should have had her name ready. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Sharon's trying to help me. Um, <laughs> it's not. Actually not uh, working. Um, but anyway, so uh, this woman for Shark Tank, it, it doesn't even matter who what, what that I don't remember her name. And I'm not trying to take anything away from her. I'm sorry if you're listening. Like, I'm talking like celebrities and big people listen to my show. But anyway, so one of her admins, you know, she also owns a global real estate company. So one of her admins in her office got an email. It was like an invoice for, like, restoration work or something, you know, and she didn't pay too much mind to it because guess what? They're a real estate company, right? So she figured it was a legit invoice and she paid the $380,000. She wired the $380,000 that was requested. 
and it was a scam. And by the time they caught up to it, the scammer was gone. So, can you imagine that? Can you imagine, like, that happening? Um, that's just crazy. But it goes to show that it only takes an email. That's my whole point all the time, that it only takes an email to do things like this. And so, in my profession and in my work... I'm constantly pushing that uh, statement about phishing emails and scam and spam emails because they are that darn important because they can wreck the foundation of your business, of your personal life. It's terrible. It's terrible. And I, I always say it. Education is important. You have to keep yourself educated about that. You have to look for the obvious signs about that. And you have to pay really close attention with emails. You know, in some cases, it's easy. You get an email saying that your UPS thing is being shipped and click here for the shipping information. And you go, well, I didn't order anything. So that's obvious. But this isn't so obvious. A real estate develop, a real estate company's an admin gets an invoice for something that could be easily related to real estate. And if, you're the, if you do that much real estate business, well, it must be okay. And wires the money. And now they're out that money. That is insane. So educate yourselves and really look at what is going on with suspicious emails. Think before you click. And that is one last thing. I want to thank everybody for joining us today on the podcast or whatever day it is that you're listening to the podcast. Remember to stop by and see us at www.jmtalk.net and subscribe to the show. If you like the show, uh, please share it. Share it with your friends and your family and tell them how cool it is and how entertaining we are to listen to. And we would appreciate the share. You can leave us also reviews on any of the sites that you can get us at. Uh, We are on all the major podcatchers such as iTunes, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, etc., etc., um, also, uh, stop by and see us at Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram, and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Um, until next time, I'm going to say what I always say please be good to one another. You know, we're all walking through life together here. So be kind to one another. You're out and about, pick up three pieces of trash, and we'll catch you next time here on the Joel Mahalik Show with featuring the lovely Sharon. Goodbye. <laughs>